We've been intensely exploring Street Fighter V's latest transformation since its launch and have some new revelations about how V-Shift might affect the meta. We also discuss how effective we feel nerfs to five of the game's strongest characters will be, plus Dakota Dark Horse Hills joins us to talk about his experiences with Guilty Gear Strive's addictive beta and even offers a quality of life tip to help making traversing the awful lobby system a little less hellacious, all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hello, hello. How's it going? Uh, and with me is Dakota Dark Horse Hills. Welcome to the podcast, Dakota. He's here to talk about Guilty Gear because he has found, I, I dare say, a new passion about it in recent times. Yeah, hey guys. Uh, great to be back again. And yeah, I, I, I played more Guilty Gear this past weekend than uh, I've probably played fighting games in total for the past at least year or so just because uh yeah that that good online will uh make you just want to sit down and just keep hitting rematch dakota like uh, i how has been the netcode for you because I, I know that street fighter 5 has been hit or miss for you i know that um i know that grand blue is like really a hit for you like you really love the the netcode and stuff for it we, we've talked about it a bit but it's like it's kind of one of the big selling points i think now especially for non-triple-a games how good has the netcode been for you? Uh, the netcode has been fantastic. Um, I don't have much experience with you know, like Mortal Kombat or Killer Instinct, so I can't really compare it to those. But it's the best modern online game that I've played. And just so many of just almost all of the matches run pretty much flawlessly. Did the really smart and awesome thing of including like the ping and uh, rollback frame counter at the top so you can always see what your connection's supposed to be like and you can see it fluctuate you know if you think uh some lag is about to hit or something but that didn't really happen hardly at all i think i noticed a couple of spikes uh when i was fighting steven yesterday we went from like two frames to five frames but uh the the rollback frames aren't the delay it's pretty much boils down to if the rollback frames are two you might miss like the first two frames of an attack as they come out or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so as the number gets higher, the more likely you are to actually start seeing visual rollbacks or game state rollbacks. But uh, unless it's like above five or six, you're really not going to see anything. Wow. Now, now, how many matches like total did you play? Do you think like, because you said you played a lot of hours. Like how many matches do you think you got in their ballpark? I don't even know. Maybe about 60 to 80 at least. Wow. Okay. So quite a bit. Now, now, most of our audience here is Street Fighter V fans, which is kind of how they roll. How would you compare it directly to Street Fighter V in terms of the netcode? Like, for your own personal experience, and this is, again, in your own personal vacuum, because mileage varies, right? But but how would you directly compare it to Street Fighter V? It just feels like Street Fighter V at its most consistent. Okay. Everything just runs smooth, and like, uh, if you want like the full breakdown, we did our... Uh, online netcode impressions yesterday so you can check that out for a full you know rundown of mine steven and nick's thoughts on that but my my sentiment that i came away with was i felt like i could play the game like i was playing offline because i just didn't have to think about the netcode i didn't have to worry about it Mm -hmm. i didn't have to worry about like okay am i gonna have to like adjust my game plan here if things start to jitter around or you know if i'm playing like smash or grand blue or something am i gonna have to 
try to hit stuff a lot earlier to adjust for the fact that I'm playing underwater pretty much. But this is just, you can just jump in and play. You don't got to worry about it. It's, it's great. You were mentioning to me that one of the things that popped out to you immediately was the kind of the feel and the pacing of the gameplay, which uh, I won't, I won't put too many words in your mouth here, but you said something along the lines of them being a little bit slower, a little bit, uh, not clunkier, but heavier maybe. And do you think that that plays into the experience of things feeling smooth online as well? Yeah. And I guess I'd like to say like, first, I, I feel like I'm in a kind of perfect situation almost because I feel like I'm in a similar place as I was for like Street Fighter 4 to Street Fighter 5 where I came in really late to Street Fighter 4 maybe like late 2014-ish and so by the time you know Street Fighter 5 was announced you know I could get really excited for the new thing and at the same time I wasn't as invested in 4 and the previous games where I would you know kind of get wrapped up in what's different about the game. I could more so just look at it for what it is and not compare it so much to 4 because I wasn't as attached to that game. And that's where I kind of am with Guilty Gear. Oh, you're pure. You don't have those previous expectations and standards already set for it to be a certain thing, right? That's that's nice. Yeah, and I've, I kind of had the same thing with Guilty Gear. You know, um, uh, in Iowa, there's actually a pretty healthy Exar community. I didn't really get into it much. I uh, kind of wish I did more, but I, I did start to dabble in it. But every time I'd like hop into training mode or something, I'd just, you know, see all the systems that I didn't really know much about. You know, I didn't know anything about no Roman cancels. And so I just kind of look at everything and be like, uh, not not today, not today. And <laughs> it was just a never the day mm-hmm. to do it. And uh, so with Strive coming, I was like, okay, I can I can get behind what's going on here. And uh, I really enjoy what I'm seeing so far. We'll we'll see how that kind of shapes up after launch and if things can keep staying fresh and stuff in that regard. But uh, yeah, Strive, it feels very, I want to say like hefty. Everything feels mm-hmm. hefty and heavy and weighty in a way similar to Street Fighter V compared to Street Fighter Four. And mm-hmm. no, no, I have to ask you about this because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of clips and we're talking about this in the event hubs chat. And it's like, where's the damage scaling? It, now, you played a bunch of matches. And so when you see Twitter highlights, sometimes it doesn't tell the whole story. But you're saying that that's a part of it. Like, tell us, like, is it as bad as the Twitter clips are showing right now? Or is it like more before he that? says anything yesterday? He sent me a clip uh, trying. He was like, dude, you got to play some. You got to play some strive like he, you got to get in on this. And and he sent me a clip of, uh, I think it was Soul, just destroying Chip in like a single, like Chip whiffs a DP and he Soul like does a 100% combo on him. And I'm no Guilty Gear expert. I don't know how prevalent that kind of a thing is, but I saw that and I was like, uh, that looks like they really need to mess with their damage. So uh, if you're selling me on getting into this, this game as a newbie, uh, I feel like that's something that needs to be attended to. And I think I'm kind of like the chorus of newbies here. So so sell me on it. So um, I'd say, I don't know about most, but a lot of the cases you see, especially starting from full life, are not as bad as they look because the health bar does not tell the full story because Guilty Gear has what is called the guts value. And guts essentially is the more damage you take, the more your defense goes up, and so the less damage you take. Like the lower your health bar, the, the the less damage an incoming attack actually does to you? Yes, exactly. So if you get hit by a super at uh, 
100% health, you know, maybe you'll do like what looks like 25% on the health bar. But if you get hit by that same super while you're low life, it might only look like it does like 10%. Mm. Be- beautifully said, Dakota, because it's, it's so important that the, these games have their own context. If you look at like a Marvel game in the lens of a Street Fighter title, you're like, what the hell is going on here? It's like Marvel is its own thing. You know, Street Fighter, Guilty Gear is its own thing. And it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful game. Uh, the, the, the gameplay is very diverse. I know it's been very divisive in the Guilty Gear community, but look, I, I want to speak from a Street Fighter Five player and just say, if you're a Street Fighter 4 player and you just look at Street Fighter 5 and just say it sucks because it's different, you're missing out. I'm not saying it's going to be better. I'm just saying you're missing out on some good stuff that's there. And from all the Guilty Gear players I keep talking to about Strive, they're like, this is good. It's not great. Like, there's, you know, some problems. I like the old older version more, but they're like, this is a its own thing. And, and if you're going to release a brand new game, you don't want to do what you've always done before. You want to do a new thing. You've got, already got those old games. Just play those if you love them, and they're great, right? We've got freaking updated netcode with those and rollback. Go play those. They're awesome. But this is a, this is the new version. Like, I, I wish more people in the community would appreciate how good things are because they're new and they're good and that's it. Like they're they're new and they're good. It's just it's really hard for people to change their ways in the community. To help with the podcast, I went uh, and played some more Exard and loaded up Accent Core again last night to really get the comparisons down. And Strive is very much a it is a different beast. Accent Core to Exard is different, but Exard to Strive is a lot more different. It still hmm. at its core feels like. Guilty Gear. You still are doing Guilty Gear things, but everything is heavier. You're kind of almost weighed more down to the ground. You're not flying off doing jump cancel combos off of dust. I mean, I guess you can do jump cancel in dust and strive, but just like the big launchers and stuff otherwise are not so much there unless you're playing like Milia or uh, Chip. And yeah, if you're a fan of the old stuff and you're kind of bummed that, oh, like, the Gatling system's pretty much gone, or air combos are mostly gone, like, you're you're valid to feel that way. It's perfectly fine. This game is just a, a different beast. Am I right to mm. say it's more like, the, in terms of movement, it's more uh, towards Street Fighter uh, and away from maybe something like Marvel vs. Capcom with all the crazy, uh, like, really fast, really air-dashy, all-over-the-place movement versus kind of more slow, methodical, floaty kind of stuff now. Is that a fair comparison, or am I completely missing the the point? Yeah, yeah. When I went back to uh, Exard last night, I'm like, okay, this feels very, like, it feels floaty, like you said before. It feels floaty comparison to what Strive is now. And yeah, Strive, because it feels more grounded, it does play differently on a base level, too, because it has a lot more footsies and neutral in a lot of ways and a lot of things will reset back to neutral until you get pushed to the corner and then you get put into the blender and then you normally die that sounds like street fighter (laughs) yeah (laughs) you still have your air dash (laughs) you still have your roman cancels that are actually kind of better in a lot of ways now the animation's slower so people like oh well they're slowing it down but like you go back to accent core and like there's nothing on Roman cancels in that game. You don't even know they happen, except for you hear like the announcement background say romantic. <laughs> but now you know it kind of slows down time. You get the big clock and stuff, but it lets you do more stuff with it now too because it's got I don't know what the official term is it called, but I hear it often called uh, drift Roman cancel, where you can dash in up, down, left, or right when you do a Roman cancel, so you can pretty much go in any direction after a hit 
to make combos work that wouldn't work before or go to go from ground to air or air to ground. And so that's really neat. And I, th- I really look forward to see how that gets explored. And it's just every character still feels completely unique to each other, even though things are quote unquote simplified. It feels like almost every character is still kind of almost playing their own fighting game. Mm-hmm. And Nago Ryuki is probably the biggest uh, example there because he's he's pretty much a he's a he's a samurai showdown character. He doesn't have an air dash, but he has his like vampire dash like Slayer, and he just does stupid crazy damage with his big ass sword. <laughs> I gotta ask because th- this keeps coming up in the in like social media channels and whatnot that th- this is clearly a a well you said simpler right and this is a simplification of what Guilty Gear used to be. That's a really scary thing for a lot of people when they hear that, especially in this day and age of esports and fighting games. And it's like, are you forsaking the fun, competitive side of things for the sake of trying to make it easier, more training wheels for new people to come in, but actually sacrificing some of what the soul and the whole point of this playing this these games is uh do you feel like this is a sacrifice from what you've experienced so far of of fun and competitiveness in order to make it simple or can both things be true at once where yes it's simpler it's easier to pick up but it's still a fun experience um in terms of what the more competitive players are looking for when they jump into guilty gear i i think it's kind of a it's it's a mix of both and I, i i had a lot of fun with strive in the beta and like the general sentiment that i'm seeing from the wider fgc i don't follow a lot of specifically guilty gear players but just from the wider fgc you know that we kind of follow the uh, response just kind of seemed to be overwhelmingly positive and i guess that you know kind of is a really good sign that when the beta was over everybody was just super bummed and wanting to just keep playing more mm-hmm. even though the damn menus system is uh, is a thing yeah every if you could just have Guilty Gear Strive just be the matches, that would be the best thing because everything else outside of the matches is not the best. Oh, but uh, when you're actually playing, it's fantastic. And it's very been very interesting to see like the community response and just how wide of a player pool they've been pulling from for this beta specifically. And, you know, we've been seeing like uh, Smash players like Leffen and DeBuzz getting in on this and playing it day after day and getting really into it and like now i saw like the buzz posting on twitter like okay uh strive's gone what do which guilty gear do i play now <laughs> and it just it kind of almost feels like a similar situation to where we saw with dragon ball fighters and smash ultimate where it kind of brought in a wider range of the fgc pool but those were because of you know like the big properties involved and a lot of the draw of Strive right now is the online and just how good it feels. And it'll be interesting to see how that kind of continues. Yeah. Like this could make Guilty Gear bigger than it's ever been before. Yeah, if they can get the the lobby system figured out. There's a there's some pretty big quality of life hurdles that look, I, I'm just going to call it a um call a spade a spade. And that is Capcom and other AAA companies get reamed for this kind of stuff. They do this stuff and everyone just ridicules them and other things. And and I know other communities don't like to do this as much to their games because their games are more niche and they don't have the resources and other things. So it's it's an apples to oranges comparison and that's totally fair. When you're talking about multi-million dollar budgets versus, you know, a lot less than that for non-AAA games, the, those excuses are less valid basically, right? But 
the thing about this is these other games kind of get something of a free pass, and we're not giving Guilty Gear a free pass. We've been really adamant about this on Event Hubs. Dakota, you've led the charge with this, uh, along with Nicholas, and just saying like how messed up their game lobby system is, and just how inexcusable it is. It just It's an April Fool's joke is what we almost keep referring to it at, and this game is like a month and a half away. And I know for you that you can look past this stuff, but I really, I'm curious about kind of general audience like people when they pick this up the non-hardcore people are they going to see this stuff and just go i'm out no way you know and, and i'm just i'm curious how you feel about that for kind of the non-hardcore people out there mm. well the in the first beta last year yeah the, the lobby system was completely almost non-functional it just didn't seem to work right and at least this time things worked most of the time like sometimes you try to set up a match or something and it just wouldn't go through or whatever but it's just kind of weird in a lot of ways and at least i mean i had a lot more fun with the game honestly after when i stopped using the lobby and just started using quick search for my matches just sat in training mode and if you know a lot of people do that instead that'll probably be a much more uh enjoyable experience but i've been noticing at like it's like core functionality though it's very getting weirder to me why they changed it in the first place because functionality wise it kind of tries to do almost the exact same thing as the old digital arcade system where you you know you sit down at the arcade cabinet somebody else would come sit down next to you and then you just jump into the match and here mm -hmm. you know it's a like a 2d side-scrolling area that has like three floors you can hop around on and uh, to start a match you got to pull out your sword and stand there and wait for somebody uh, I, I don't I don't want to go into it again because it's just it's awful it's giving me PTSD thinking about how bad it is and I've never even had to do, deal with it but just talking with you guys it's awful what were they thinking to quote the angry video game nerd like I what ah like it, it, let me let me give you a more palatable question here do you think there's any way that by the time this game launches that lobby system is fixed I mean, I can hope it'll be more functional, but uh, uh. what's interesting to me, though, now that I kind of take a step back and look at it for how it, what it's, what it's trying to do, and what it's trying to do is almost the exact same thing as what the old ones are trying to do, which is kind of almost defeats the purpose of having that kind of free roam lobby in the first place, mm -hmm. which is when you pull out your sword to ready up, you don't necessarily stay where you pull out your sword. It seems like there's like blocks around the map and it'll set you in one of those blocks. And so if you're in like the middle of the map, you ready up, it might set you down in the bottom left corner instead, which is what we uh, I ran into with Steven yesterday when we were trying to get matches. I was standing right next to him and I pulled out my sword and then I teleported like 10 feet away. <laughs> yeah, see, for me, like that would be something where if that happens enough, like unless the game, if I'm a newcomer and I'm trying to give it my, you know, give it the time of day and see if I want to, to, to jump in here, like I got a lot of other just games in general but like fighting games to spend my time on if stuff like that's happening too consistently i don't know how long i'm sticking around yeah and and we've we've given street fighter 5 so much crap for like the loading times deservedly so you know and and other stuff like so we're not going to give guilty gear a free pass here we're, we're going to hit the game and you guys have done a great job like we really want to be fair and balanced here we do look at games that are not triple a versus triple a and that's a thing like look if you've got more budget and you still you know whiffed on it that's on you right but you know, but we also we we've got to talk about the nuances of these games. We got to talk about what's wrong so the developers hear us, and then they they make these fixes. We don't want Arxis sitting there and going, you know what? Everyone loves our lobby system because we know we have tangible proof that 
most people seemingly hate this with a passion. And so we're going to shout it. And we don't care if people are like, oh, you guys hate Guilty Gear and other stuff. No, we bring on people to talk about Guilty Gear because we want this game covered properly. We want people who really understand this, like Dakota, and who care about this game and who are very intelligent, very passionate about it to come on here and tell you people what's going on with you people. See, now I'm going off here. But but um, anyway, it, it, this is why we bring Dakota on here because we don't have that level of nuance, but we can also still call a spade a spade. You know, and, and anyway... Dakota, I've got to shout you out, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast here and talking to people about this stuff and just giving them the real stuff, giving them the real Guilty Gear experience. This is what you're, this is the great stuff you're going to get. This is the stuff you're not going to be happy about. And damn, you delivered super well, dude. Thank you so much for jumping on this well, week. Thanks. And I actually did have one kind of, I guess I wouldn't call it a positive, but I think it's a, something that a lot of people missed in the lobbies. Because a lot of people, you know, are asking for, they just want a player list that they can click on and go to a match from there. And that is actually in the lobbies, but you have to pull up the quick menu and go to the player list. And from there, you will get the list of everybody that's in the lobby. And then you can narrow it down to who's looking for a match. And then you can click on that person. It'll teleport your avatar over to them instantly. And then you can get into a match right there. So that alleviates a lot of the headaches. When it works, sometimes I teleport to somebody that wasn't there. <laughs> but, uh... And then there's another okay way to do the lobbies, which is that you don't have to interact with them, which is you go into a lobby and then you say, okay, I want to matchmake while I sit in training mode. So your avatar sits there ready with their sword out, but you're not looking at that screen anymore. You're in training mode. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, let's say there's some good pro tips for you, right? So if you're, if you have any frustrating experience, that's, a, that's, a, those are some workarounds, right? So all right, Dakota, well, thank you so much, man. We're going to catch up with you soon. And, uh, there it is. So. All right. Thank you guys. Thanks, man. All right. Now, I want to talk about some Street Fighter V here because, okay, so I think that the game's meta has shifted a ton. And I'm going to talk about actual having proof of this. Uh, so bear with me here uh, for our listeners. Uh, I, I I played a bunch of sets against Dream King of Lost Raptor here. Big shout outs to these guys because I believe I've discovered the new meta of Street Fighter V, and I believe I have proof of it. I, I know that's a big statement. Here, bear with me. Um, I, I actually, before yep. you, this this comes from our playing yesterday, which was pretty fun and it was exploratory and, and it was it was a good time. Um, and and John almost uh, toward the end of it started shooting up our, our text message group or uh, our chat with basically what he's saying here that I'm so impressed by the the meta and it's so so different now and there's so much new stuff that may or may not be the case. Obviously, the meta has changed to a degree, but man, I. I, and I'm very intrigued to hear what you're about to say because to me, we still haven't really wrapped our minds around how to use V-Shift and that's the main meta changer. Um, and, and I didn't see us doing all that much different stuff. And to me, it didn't feel very different yet. The potential's there, but like, again, we haven't implemented this new mechanic like we will. So I was, I was curious to see like, what are you seeing so early on? Because I very much am not seeing that. And so that's why I'm particularly interested. But being so close to this exact example, I wanted to set that up a little bit before you dive yeah. into here because oh, I yeah. do not feel that way and I am very intrigued. See, and, and so my reality might be a little bit different than other people's, but guess what? You guys can check the tapes if you don't be, believe my reality. Uh, and that's how confident I am in this proof. And, and but, but again, my reality might be a little bit different. You might check the tapes and, and see exactly what I'm talking about. You might check the tapes and see not, but 
I ran into Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes is, is the seventh best player online. Uh, he is really good. He's one of the best players in North America. He usually kicks my butt. Uh, this is not Manat versus Zangief, which is like a freaking 8-2 matchup for Manat. That is ridiculous. This is his Kage. Kage in Manat, I think, is not when I play Snake Eyes as Kage, he beats the crap out of me. I, I think I I think I have like a two percent win ratio against his freaking Kage. He destroys me. Uh, and I ran into Snake Eyes twice. Snake Eyes has been grinding like crazy. And then I went on and, and listened to his stream afterwards because his uh, his archives are, are subscriber only. I'm not paying for that. Sorry. <laughs> Love you, Snake. But I ain't paying for your archives. I just want to hear what you're saying. And he was talking about V-Shift. And he's like, V-Shift makes no difference. It's not anything out there. And I'm seeing that opinion by a lot of people. Well, guess what, Snake Eyes? I use V-Shift against you and I kicked your ass. <laughs> I kicked your the ass. And out. if you don't believe me, check the tapes. Now, Snake Eyes is a way better player than me. He has beat me so much more than he, I've I'm beat him in the past. I'm editing all of this part out. I'm just leaving it at, I kicked his ass. I, I don't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm, we're leaving it in. Okay, so I want to I want to preface this very importantly. I was a better player than Snake Eyes, the seventh best player online, points-wise, and one of the best players in North America last night twice. Twice. 2-1 the first set, and then I ran against him. 2-0. Kicked his butt. I was better than him last night because I understood the meta sooner than he did. And that is shout outs to Dream King and to Velociraptor here for showing me what the meta is of the game. And if you don't believe me, go right on CFN and check the tapes. I gained 1,000 lead points last night. I was kicking butt. And Minot is really good right now. She is like a top 10 character because of how much the meta has shifted. Okay, so how has the meta shifted? Okay, so basically what happens now in this game, and you can watch it all throughout my footage, is where Manat would pretty much get into a situation where you got in on her, right? And then you would, she would have basically no defensive options, and she, you, she would just have to hold pressure all day long. Well, now I've got a V-shift. And you will see me do this all throughout my matches yesterday if you check the tapes. And boom, I have to shout out Mike Ross and Gutex. I love you guys. I miss you guys so much. Like, doing excellent adventures. I miss it so much. But anyway, um, uh, check the tapes just like Mike Ross would. You will see me doing this. When consistently when people get in on me, I will V-shift away from them. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I'm going to win Evo. But I just beat one of the best players on the planet decisively. I didn't just win. I didn't, was not a gimmick. Two decisive wins against him. He's in winner's bracket. We face off. Now he's in losers. He comes back up through grand finals. I beat him again. I win the tournament. Yes, I just compared online to winning a tournament. I'm clearly off my rocker, but <laughs> so, that's pretty much how I'm doing things. When we yes. played, though, during our set, we, we, we messed with V-Shift a little bit, but it was still, at least for me, very much in the phase of, oh, yeah, V-Shift is here, and, and I switched from my kind of uh, I don't want to say autopilot, but my like subconscious, you know, this is how we play Street Fighter V over to where can I maybe sneak some V-shift in? Because that's how you start doing it, and then eventually yes. you do it enough, and it becomes part of your muscle memory and, and, your, and your understanding of the game, your nuance. Uh, it grows, and you just kind of naturally start to do it. But we're very much in the phase where you have to actively think about it, and, it's, and it's, a lot of it is, is guess and check. So to me, like, first of all, we didn't do all that much V-shifting, and when we did do V-shifting, it really wasn't at times where necessarily was was good like once or twice mm -hmm. i got a cool like you know v shifted one of dream king's ice trees and stuff and that felt kind of cool but 
I still feel like we don't understand the mechanic, even if it is heavily going to change the meta. And when we played, I don't remember getting V-shifted all that much at all. Or if, if you did it, 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 it wasn't. afterwards. You, and you said it yourself at the get-go. You're like, you're like towards the end of our set, you just lit us up with text and stuff about this. And that's when it started to click for me. Then I went into training mode and, and started to learn how to apply uh, Okay. And then afterwards, that's when I ran the sets. And I'm like, okay, let's let's do this, right? I see. And again, um, now you guys also know my Monot inside and out. We play pretty regularly. And in my ability to be shifty, ha, ha, ha. Ten points. I did it. Um, my, my ability to be to get around your guys' stuff is not as easy, but I, I started to learn how to apply it. It started to get there. It's not polished yet. This is a fundamental thing. And, and sure, you know, who knows how the game is going to evolve, but I, I do think on a base level with the way this mechanic works, I'm I'm very confident in saying this is going to change how the meta of Street Fighter V is. I, I'm so confident in it. Again, that's uh, why I'm citing the footage. It's why I'm going on here on the podcast. And it's the first thing out of my mouth I wanted to talk about. Interesting. Yes, it's that's how confident I am in this. Now there are a bunch of other smart smart players out there doing this as well. Um, Shouts, I think it's to Phenom or, or to, to uh, Veggie. Um, I think one of those two gentlemen were just talking about um, very smart players about how V Shift is going to alter it. Uh, and it was Idom. Oh yeah, Idom as well. Uh, a shout out to Idom. I saw him talking about it as well. And um, uh, he's like, people are really underselling this move right now. Uh, and I, I discovered this. Be- well, I, I I did all this before uh, Idom did his tweet out there. So I'm not just quoting the Capcom Cup champion, but <laughs> uh, but shout out to Idom because super freaking smart dude, so intelligent, so good at this game oh my gosh but he's already shouting out like just how um how much this is going to help certain characters certain matchups certain situations monad is definitely one of the characters who heavily benefits from it and so do most of the zoners in this game that's how come you've seen almost every zoner in this game got nerfs not because zoning was some dominant thing that's how afraid capcom is of this this um afraid maybe being the wrong word that's how cautious they are about this Mm -hmm. um so before we move on here and, and, and get too far, because we're going to get into the weeds on this stuff, I got to shout out Snake Eyes and just say, dude, this guy kicks my butt. And if he hears this podcast every single time I play him in the future, he's going to murder me. He's going to teabag me. He's going to destroy me. Again, I'm getting and rid I of have all a... of this hum- humble crap. I'm, it's, oh, it's man, all just, I'm going to oh. re-splice together all the mean things you said about Snake and oh, put them at the man. front. Dude, he's he's a good dude, and man, he's gonna murder me because the one time I was better than him, I went off about it. Oh, he's gonna kill That's me. That's how but it let, works. That's what happens yes. to top players. Uh, people will beat you one back in Street Fighter Four. People will beat you once online, and oh my gosh, here we go. Obviously, I'm better than X Y Z because I took him out once online. No, but but no, there's there's some legitimacy to what you're saying there, and especially right. what you clarified. Like we played, and that basically brought you to see the light. I can I can. I can roll with that like that. I appreciate that. Um, and yeah. I'll just give my two cents really quick here as I've been exploring where I'm at with, with my two cents on uh, what V-Shift is. I was very afraid it was going to be a jack of all trades. Like you can use it defensively. You can use it like haphazardly. You can use it offensively. And while there are certainly going to be places where you can use it, um, just getting it into our hands and playing with it, it's not as powerful as I was scared it was going to be. You have to do it with plenty of intent. The window to actually trigger that parry first and foremost is I think it's like seven or nine frames something like that but it's you have to be precise with it and there are ways of baiting it and kind of blowing it up and by the way no one's doing that yet because because the first thing that we're going to figure out is how to use it and then we're going to figure out how to counter it and it's like okay so I, I will clarify that when snake eyes tried a few times and could not get that off I think he maybe got it off once um 
but he was trying to do some of that stuff I saw it, and he just was not successful with it. Now, if he develops that, we'll see. Um, but it was a game, again, this is a guy who kicks my well, ass usually. If he's I, not doing it week one, he's probably never going to do it. I give you that. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. You 100% like we're all going to get better at it. But also, is our V-shift going, uh, our V-shifting ability going to get better with it, right? Will the technology evolve at the same period? And that depends on time, mm-hmm. right? Like we'll see over time. Uh, we don't know yet, but it has Man, to be used I, with precision and the pros are going to they're going to give it the time and the training mode situational this that and the other to really dig in but you're going to have to that, here's a good way of putting it i think you're going to really have to dig in to v shift and and do the lab time and do the research in order to be efficient with it it's not something yeah. that anyone can just pick up and go hurt her yeah. do it and and it's going to benefit them and that's really good because like i said i was afraid this was going to change the game so drastically and it was going to be all about v-shifting all the time and as far as i can tell right now it's not but it is a precision tool to use on defense and that's what we've been asking for now i'm hyping this up so much let me put this more in context because as a monot player this is a bigger deal than if i'm playing bison i don't know how big of a deal this is right uh or if i'm playing someone with a reversal like uh it it just depends like so it is character dependent that's something i don't said as well it's something i very much feel uh i feel it a lot like i I'm not joking where I think Minot's a top 10 character now. I think she's hands down top 10. She's really good. Um, so uh, let me let me put this a little bit more in a general context. Though. Let's say that most matchups in Street Fighter V before the V-Shift patch, uh, let's say they were decided like 80% of the time by offense. I still think that, and these are numbers kind of pulled out of the air. Bear with me here. I, I don't have actual, I haven't looked at the millions of matches played. It's like 80% of the time offense, you know, my goodness, right? But let's just say 80% of the time for the sake of argument, offense dictated the outcome of matchups in Street Fighter V. I think now that might be down to 65 or 60%. I do think that offense is still very much better than defense, but depending on the character using and other stuff like that, there's been a substantial reduction in how efficient and how good offense is in this game. It has been dialed back a lot, and I could not be more thrilled about that. That to me, like for some people, that's going to be kind of whatever. It's like you're talking the game is 15% less offensive now. Big deal. Big whoop. It's still gigantically offensive. For some people, that, that's not a big deal. For me, that is a huge deal. And I wanted to, to say that to put that in context. Yeah. And th- another way of thinking about that is because V-Shift it can be used on frame one, you can use it as a wake-up tool on defense. And what that means then, if you're on offense, now what used to be guaranteed on on you know like i can put a meaty out there it's like you gotta think it's another level another layer of of critical thinking as you're going through the different interactions in street fighter especially close up so right if someone's on wake up if they have in the same way that if a, a character doesn't have meter to do a, an, an, an invincible reversal on their wake up you're like okay my options here are fairly simple and and low risk i can do whatever i want the minute they get that bar it's like okay now there's another layer to this whole thing and i gotta consider that that maybe i have to do nothing and block here because they're going to wake up dp now there's yet another layer that if they have v shift or they have any v gauge that you have to consider that too and so it's not that like the same exact round could play out before and after the patch but there's a handful of different uh, uh like mile markers if you will throughout the match where things can very uh uh, viably go in a different direction because there are more layers and more choices that need to be made it's more nuanced in general Mm -hmm. yeah and 
this is a commitment-based mechanic. Your, your joystick needs to be neutral to pull this yeah. off. So you are eating it if you mistime it or do it wrong or whatever. You are committing to this. Like you might be able to somehow option select this or whatever, but like the timing is going to be tight. Like you're probably going to mess it up a good amount trying to just option select this, right? This is not Street Fighter 4 where you can just pretty much option select stuff all day long and have almost no risk with it. Like it, it's... Ugh, I, I have sucked. seen already something of... Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryu has, or I guess parry characters have uh, an option select kind of baked in. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of plays into that like where basically everybody gets that similar option select now uh but i'm not a huge fan of option select so i'm not going to talk about it anymore and spread that information (laughs) well the the thing about it though is uh, um again this is you don't have to v break right after you v shift you do not have to do the follow-up and if someone parries uh and, and you know uh uh, you don't do a follow up, you get a crush counter on them, right, or, or whatever. You get away for free. You know, it's it's. But I do agree that parry characters have got a fairly nice advantage now in the meta, uh, and and that's one of the biggest things. Again, this is what I keep talking about the meta shifting, and that's to to clarify what that means um, because we talk about it so much, and that is basically the landscape. What is efficient in this game? What is consistently going to work? Uh, more than other options in this. And that's kind of what you talk about in the meta. Uh, you, you, in offense was extremely dominant in Street Fighter V before. It was super efficient to just go in on people and try to spend all your resources to kill them before they got their resources and could kill you. Right. This is a, a game of like you charge up V trigger, you charge up super and your your characters on steroids. Right. And you can usually one shot someone. You did not want to give someone that chance to have that option in the past. Well, now you kind of don't have a choice. You have to with V shift. A lot of the, the setups and other things just don't work where you can just steamroll someone. And so now that the meta has shifted from from just dominant steamrolling offense being less efficient to now defense being more efficient. And it's like, oh, well, now now it actually makes sense to play footsies. Now it actually makes sense to zone you out because I'm not going to lose on the one jump in that you do. <laughs> it's more like Street Fighter. This feels so much more like Street Fighter than it has ever before. It This was such a marvel game, and it still is to, like, the offense is a little bit too, uh, um, but it's so much better to me. And I, so when I when we talk about meta, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the, the really efficient top tier stuff that everyone does because that's how you have consistency in this game. That's how you go from not winning one match or two matches and then losing five or whatever. This is how you go on a 10 win, you know, uh, win streak and stuff. This is what you do. Uh, so, yeah, just to kind of clue people in, when we talk about meta, I know we, we, we just really gloss over that term so much i wanted to explain it a bit more well speaking of efficient top tiers i think we wanted to talk about the best characters well i should say previously the best characters in the game uh, and kind of put them under a microscope here and see what has changed about them have they been appropriately balanced both through the general balance patch and also through the way that v shift is affecting them we got a list of five here do you have one that you want to start with Oh boy. Okay, so um, I actually want to start with Bison because he's a, he's the character I've complained about the most. Um, Shoutouts to people in the comments who have been like, "I hate Catalyst because of how much he talks about Bison." So those I are my want to start there. Accounts. Yeah, it's all good. I know you love Bison too. So anyway, uh, Bison is considerably worse than he was before. Uh, if you used him like a brainless idiot, anyway, that that would be it. Uh, Which is ninety percent of Bison players. Hey, now you can get some jabs at me in the comments too. <laughs> <laughs> That's my opinion too. Uh, you have your Problem X out there, who is a very smart and very calculated player, and uh, you got your Tampa Bison. I saw Tampa Bison on Twitter say, "I really don't think this is going to impact me at all." And it's like, yeah, because you play smart. You're an intelligent and good player. I get it. If you're intelligent and good with Bison, 
no problem here. Uh, my bison was not intelligent and he was not that great, but he was scrubby and nasty as all hell. And uh, I went in there and tried to scrub Dream King out like I normally do. He kicked my butt. Uh, one of the biggest things about it is his sweep is way more with punishable. It's got a bigger hurt box and it's got uh, more recovery frames. They really hit his sweep hard. And before with the sweep, you don't think it's as big of a deal as it is, but just that free activation into to sweep was huge. And it was almost impossible to, to consistently punish it. Um, you could punish it, but consistently punishing it and doing it well was hard before for some characters because you have to dodge his low attack from full screen, right? And then, you know, navigate around it. Now it is not hard. Now if that Bison player throws it out there and that is his main way of activating his V trigger, which was a big deal that is a gigantic nerf for him right there mm -hmm. and also one of the other ones is to stand heavy kick crush counter move um that's again it, that has five more frames of recovery and even with that move and people are like oh you know even high and bison players don't do scrubby stuff well that move was so powerful even they would just fish for stand heavy kick crush counters in neutral i watched problem x do it i watched tampa bison do it i watched a bunch of other bison players do it now with five more frames of recovery you ain't doing it like that. And and the biggest nerf, uh, the, the sweep nerf is pretty big, but his biggest nerf is probably EX uh, Stomp. Thank goodness. Oh, I love you so much for this Capcom. Uh, Bison has to hold a lot more pressure. Or, you know, hey, he can V-shift like everyone else can, and that's totally fine, but he's not getting that gigantic dumb reversal anymore. Stupid, stupid, stupid reversal is now heavily mitigated, and he's got to play by similar rules that everyone else does. And I think if you play dumb Bison, he is so much worse. And if you play smart Bison, he's just fine. Can you, you can, can still you play the character. articulate how uh, EX Stomp has been specifically changed? Basically, the um, the invincibility frames are less now, so he has to hold more pressure whenever Bison, uh, whenever you you uh, you pressure him. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the easiest way of saying. So it. he can't so. use it to get out of pressure. Oh, he can. It's just harder for him to do it. It is it is very very patently harder for Bison to to get out of pressure now than it was before. But if he's full screen and just tosses that move out, it's still pretty much the same at that point. Like if pretty you guys much. are full screen, yeah. you're not going for anti-airs on it. And if you, you just got to block it and hold it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty much, it's only on startup it, and it's the EX version. Um, uh, and I think the V trigger version is like you know, more invincibility. I don't think they changed that at all. This is just like, Hey, if you're outside of V trigger one and you do this, like, it's not that great anymore. I gotta wonder you know, though, so, is V shifting like so say he he stomps and you block and then he comes back down and he does the follow up attack to try to continue mm -hmm. being up in your face, you V shift that. I wonder if you could V shift break it on the way back, and I assume you probably can't because his recovery is so fast. And if that's the case, then V shift probably isn't a very good answer to it either. Well, it's something. As you say, again, V-Shift is not the cure-all for everything, but it is another layer just to get people to think about their offense a little bit more. And Bison was notorious for not having to think about his offense. He would just sit there. Uh, Nicholas always said that Bison smiles because he's always plus. Yeah. You know, uh, he had a better always delivery positive. than that, but... Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, shouts to Nick there. Um, I botched the joke. Man, that sucked. But anyway, um, Bison... Look, I played the character. I, I saw a bunch of other people play him. Some very top end bison players i watched them just sit there and hit buttons all day long because they could that's a bad look for any fighting game where someone is just not having to think and just being able to hit stuff because they've got all the privilege on the planet well guess what 
you don't have that privilege anymore. Your character is just fine now. If, if you drop Bison, uh, I, I personally think that you were just using him to abuse his overpowered stuff. Uh, and if you're a true Bison player, you're going to keep playing this guy because he's just fine. Uh, the only things that they nerfed were his stuff that was just brain dead too good. And now he is a perfectly balanced character. If you beat me with Bison, I'm going to hold that L and I can't complain anymore because uh, I think the character is perfectly good now. Okay, so here's my understanding of what's going on right now. Bison, uh, outside of you know things like where you can go full screen and do a stomp and all that kind of stuff and, and sweep from forever away and <laughs> it'd be a low and all that stuff, what we talked about, but a massive part of Bison's gameplay is his rush down in your face, frame trapping for days, and also um, the, the fact that he basically gets to make you play the guessing game of do you take the turn that you're supposed to have or do you you know wait and let him do another devil dick the psycho axe move and then restart the process because it's very scary to push buttons when he's up in your face v shift if anything is a direct answer to frame traps it's not a for sure free get out because you can change the timing of your frame traps and i think that's where bison players are going to have to level things up but the point is bison's got a lot of go-to pressure strings that muscle memory is going to screw bison players for a while now because everybody's going to start v or v shifting out of those and these are some big sweeping attacks that, that he's going to get punished reasonably hard with maybe with more than just the v break so what i'm seeing or what i'm uh, what i predict we're going to see is that that's a part of bison's game that's like one of the pillars and that's going to get nerfed fairly hard matter of fact because of this mechanic it doesn't mean that mm -hmm. like i said it's not gone because now bison can do a move and stop and wait to see the v-shift and maybe forward dash afterwards which is is scary to do but you know there are answers there are call outs to v-shift but man it, it, there's just i don't see a, a timeline where v-shift doesn't take away heavily from that part of bison's game and therefore yeah. drop him a good bit and even someone like Tampa Bison or or Problem X who they see this and, and Tampa Bison was the one that said I don't think this is going to change much at all uh, it's going to change that part of your game and no matter who you are if you play Bison you rely on that part of the game so maybe you can find some ways around it but it, there's no way it's as easy as it was for you before you have to make more guesses you have to take more risks in those areas where you were just happy go lucky hope this crush counters but if it doesn't I'll just do it again hope it crush counters then it's like the days of that that are, are maybe not gone, but they are heavily muted. Uh, and I would echo those same sentiments for G, Balrog, Kami, Nikali, Laura, Armika, and others as well. If you primarily um, relied on robbery and rushing people down, you are you are worse in the game now. Mm -hmm. Flat out, you are just worse. And so you're going to see a lot of, you know, hey, if you play Rushdown, like shout outs to you because I've never been able to, to play competent Rushdown at a high level. Like I've done it. I played Ibuki and Sakura in Street Fighter 4 a little bit with Rose, right? But I mean, I could not do it at a high level. And so the players who can, I respect the <laughs> out of that. That is awesome. Sorry, dropping uh, S-bombs here. Um, but um, uh it's harder to do now in this game. And I'm running across players that that like very clearly got to diamond playing a one player game. And now that I'm throwing footsies and other stuff at them and escaping their, their one setup and getting out of it, they're crumbling fast. Uh, again, uh, watch the watch the tapes on this one. Uh, you're going to see, I don't want to call any of the other players out. Uh, I did that enough with Snake Eyes. Um, but um, that guy sucks. Watch the footage. 
Yeah, it does. And, and trust me, oh man, Snake is going to murder me. He deservedly so. Andy's a murderer? Oh, Gosh, don't hang out with that dude, anybody. <laughs> oh man, but uh, anyway, um, uh, it's you're seeing a lot of players struggle right now if you know how to V-shift. And it's not the easiest thing to do. And I do recommend actually, uh, to get the timing down, make sure your joystick is in neutral and then mash the V-shift uh, input. That's a great way of learning it. Again, you're, you're going to want precision over time because mashing is don't mash, right? But to learn it, to learn the timing, mashing is not a bad idea. Uh, it will get you started with how to use V-Shift and getting it out there consistently. Okay. Um, but anyway, once you kind of get your head wrapped around it and start working on it, like you start seeing the properties really, really quickly. And again, John, exactly what you said. Uh, Bison is organically worse now in this game because of it. But so I believe are most of the rushdown characters. All the ones that made you just hold pressure. Oof. I I know that Luffy was on uh, Twitter saying Mika's just GG's. And it's like, I I'm not, definitely don't feel the same way. Like, uh, but she's worse, right? Yeah, especially so, uh, for, for top grab characters, it feels like this is going to hit them reasonably hard. Yeah, for top players, uh, their definition of a character being not good enough is like outside of the top 20, right? For most of us normal human beings, if you're around the top 20 or so, you're, you're fine. And again, that's that's top player privilege, right? They play, it's very few top players out there that do not play top tiers. Don't let them ever tell you any differently because uh, when they're, they're speaking the truth, they will be like, yeah, my character's pretty damn privileged. And that's, again, it's their job to win. Right. So uh, it, if, if your job is to win, you're going to you're going to get the, the road that's easier to do it. Right. It's uh, wh why would you choose another road? But for us players who it's not our job to win, we can just have fun with the game. We can play lower tiers. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, man, woof. speaking of oh, lower my goodness. tiers, uh, hot take how, roughly how many spots on the tier list do you think Bison's fallen? So he was probably top three before. Uh, if you have him top 15, top 20 right now, um, maybe not that far. But okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll gun to my head right now, and this could change, of course. I'll say top 15. Okay, so maybe falling around 10, 10 spots or so? Yeah, which is considerable, which is really, really, really considerable. But uh, again, uh, that used to be Monat's maybe worst matchup in the game. That's not her worst matchup anymore. Uh, Nikali is, I believe. Uh, oh, right and, on. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's um, uh, it's. I mean, again, it's a. Uh, but Manat's really good, and, and she needs some losing matchups. Uh, that is a uh, a character scaring me right now with how good she yeah, is. Yeah, not because so. she's because she's kind of frustrating. Um, I'll say I think he was top ten before. Uh, probably like maybe like more like top seven something like that but then yeah, top 10 and i think similarly he's dropped about 10 spots or so again this is very early hot take we also have to see how others around him are doing but yeah I, i'd imagine this is going to hit bison reasonably hard um and and take him down the list a good bit oh, makes sense to me uh do you want to go next john who do you have on your list oh i gotta should we save akuma for the very end or should we do akuma now Let's do All it. right, let's do Akuma now. I actually wrote a, uh, a story on Akuma. Man, because, well, I'm hearing a lot of people nowadays saying that Seth is the number one, and, and we've seen a handful of tier lists where that's the case, and hey, sh maybe, very well maybe. Um, but Akuma for us was very clearly the, uh, the head and shoulders number one in this game, and he's gotten hit decently in this uh, in, in this update, not only by, of course, V-Shift, but, man, Capcom took to... Uh, a handful of things that uh, is just going to drop them naturally. Will it be enough? Well, we've always we've seen the the obvious crazy stuff like him being able to activate V trigger off of a whiff fireball that used to be in the game and that was amazingly good. They got rid of that and it's like, well, he was he was still the best in the game. His bench mm -hmm. runs deep, but they have uh, 
They have specifically gotten rid of his ability to side switch with his bread and butter combo for free. The stuff that we saw with that Garuda costume uh, is indeed correct. He can't switch with any of his Tatsus anymore. In order to side switch with his bread and butter combo, he's now got to go into like an EX demon flip and, and lose some of the damage, but he can, yeah, and, he, and he's got to spend a bar for it. Like, that's pretty mm-hmm. nice. I'm happy to see that because now no longer can Akuma just, if he gets that hit, <laughs> get out of the corner and put you immediately there. And man, what a pain that was. Uh, he's also lost his, uh, or oh, he's gained a little bit of recovery frames, as in he has a few more recovery frames on whiffed air fireballs, which yeah. that's something I, that... I tried that in training mode, and I was able to actually punish it. I'm not sure how the properties work, because the frame data says it's still negative four, um, and so I went into training mode to specifically test it, and they say it's negative nine, but I was able to hit both of Manat's um, uh, heavy buttons, which are slow startup, and, and punish them each oh, time with goodness. it, so... Yeah, it's I don't know if I'm timing it where it's like, you know, he's landing and he's negative nine. And so, like, you know, I'm getting the first couple startup frames as he's landing and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm hitting it. It's my whole point of it, though, is uh, I was playing some hardcore ranked Akuma players in the past. And I tried to punish his his uh, negative four EX fireball with a, a medium button and th- they blocked it and they punished me and killed me, you know, because of Akuma's vortex and rush down. It was like I just got punished for doing the right thing. That is so demoralizing, and that is no longer the case. If you mess up a negative nine punish on that thing now, or whatever it happens to be, because Capcom's frame data is a liar. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, uh, if you mess it up now, it's totally on you. Thank you, Capcom. Mm. Thank you. That's just a quality of life thing. It doesn't happen a lot, but it's just one less thing that it's like that's total robbery when that happened. Like you mess up and you win, you know, kind of thing. Like that should never happen. Uh, Shouts to Rashid, who we'll get into later on. (laughs) Yes, and this is is specifically only on EX Air Fireball, I believe. It's just the EX version. Mm -hmm. And then they've changed the... the, Okay, so here's... I'll just read it because some of these patch notes were like lost in translation or someone used talk text and didn't go back to double check i don't know but some of them are a little wonky hard to understand but um the the v trigger one version of the air fireball where he shoots two of them it says changed recovery time on landing from the jumping value to a special value five frames i i don't know i know exactly what that means no i I went in and watched footage of this uh, because uh, again i I, akuma is one of the characters i prepared for what that means is basically all of akuma's v trigger one fireball setups it didn't sound like this was such a great thing but now you have to remember if Akuma, let's just say he was plus three on block when he threw his air fireballs at you, now he's plus one because he has one more frame of recovery. It was four frames of recovery before. Now that's what five, it looked like. It's just one more frame of recovery on these. Yes. Now, now every one of Akuma's setups with his air fireballs is one frame worse. And I went, oh, that's actually significant. Like, I looked like just nothing, right? But now the fact that Akuma's got to wait a single more frame to get his frame traps and get everything in there, every single one of Akuma's V-Trigger 1 uh, air fireball setups now is worse. Now, they're incredibly good. They're like, one don't, frame don't worse, pl- and you could get rid of this guy's ability to cancel v- fireball into V-Trigger for free, and he was still the best. I don't think one <laughs> frame off of this stupid <laughs> move was the was the okay. fix. Because but- this is what's going to happen. Someone's going to go online, and they're going to play Akuma, and they're like, Catalyst told me the V-Trigger 1 fireballs are worse. What? You know, they're going to blow me up in the comments. Yeah, I know. I know. So On the official Event Hub's account, too. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I just want to preface this and just say, like, it's noticeable 
if you know what to look for. Like one frame worse, it's, you know, uh, the power of Hercules. Well, he's 1% less strong than he was before. It's still Hercules, right? That's not lost on me, but it, now it, Alex it, it has is a there. chance. um but yeah um and then uh, i think you're going to get into this one um uh crouching medium kick do you mind if i because i did a bunch of research on this one is it cool if i take the lead on this no just kidding go for it all right well um i actually think crouching medium kick is hands down his most significant nerf because it has a frame worse of recovery uh and, and uh a frame less on hit and on block this means that some of his counter hit combos will no longer work. Like, for example, he used to go into to crouching medium kick, and if it was a counter hit, he could go into standing medium kick. He can't do that no more. Also, he can't do uh, crouching uh, medium kick into standing light punch mm-hmm. anymore unless it's counter hit. And you guys don't know how often, like, because Akuma's hitting you with 50 things, how often he was setting stuff up with crouching medium kick. It's like, I just got hit by 50 things. I'm not going to remember the single crouching medium kick he landed. Well... Now you now it will be more significant if you pay close attention to it. I was watching a lot of footage of Akuma players, and they were trying these combos and trying these other things, and I'm like, yeah, that don't work now, bro. All of your freaking privilege that you had, all of your ridiculous privilege, you have a lot of it still. But this one thing, this uh, this one thing, along with the other stuff we're talking about, I, I actually think this is the most significant nerf that he got. A lot of his stuff is just a bit worse now, and it's like, oh, thank gosh. He, he came back to earth a little bit. Um, and my opinion on this, and John, please, you know, jump in on, on, on how you feel. If you told me Akuma is still the number one character, I would not argue. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's number one, just that I would not argue that, that, you know, I would not argue against it if you felt strongly about it. Right. But I don't think he's hands down the number one character anymore. I don't think it's like, he's so night and day better than everyone else. Now time might prove me wrong. He might have these like ultimate V shift counters that Capcom just totally left in there. Cause they're like, Akuma needs it. He needs more buffs. He, this guy needs to be able to counter all this stuff. Right. Uh, his nerfs feel something of more than a slap on the wrist, but not a lot more. Like I wish they did more to knock him down because I'd love to see a more top 10 range than I, I still think he's a top three, top five character. I still think he's great, but at least they hit him somewhat. At least they somewhat got him. But, but how do you feel about this, this giant mess of a character? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll get into my hot take at the end here of how far I think he's fallen or not fallen. Uh, but rewind to crouching medium kick, losing a frame. That's not nothing. And to me, the biggest thing here is that Akuma players are going to have to actually hit confirm off of one hit instead of two now. And yes, uh, I mean, it's still plus two, but uh, or I'm sorry, it's still oh, it's it's, it's no, it is plus two it's on plus hit, two. yeah, yeah but, but not on yeah, uh, on block yeah. being minus two. It's a little more like that's yep. that's not nothing for sure. Yep. But I can't say that this change is a bigger change than his V skill not being able to or his bread and butter not being able to side switch out of the corner. Like I think that's easily his biggest change. Um, but this is like where he has to do more of a single hit confirm. He doesn't get this little bonus of like, oh, and I can stick this jab in here and see if my crouching medium can hit and then go into the business. It's like he's got to straight up do it like a, like the rest of most of the cast now. And, and that's nice. But again, that's kind of just making Akuma have to play the same game as everybody else. And it's like, maybe that's mm-hmm. where it starts. But like, I don't think that's where the nerfs should end. So uh, I, like that's good, but I don't think that this is like a game changer for him. I think it's just like, yeah, this is where he should be, and maybe even a little bit worse, considering all the other 
advantages that he has. Um, I am happy to see that Capcom directly, and as we've seen already with Bison, and we see now with the air fireballs for the Akuma and a few other characters as we'll talk about, where things that have high amounts of reward have more risk associated with them, mainly in that there's more recovery or there's better hurt boxes for you to actually take advantage of when they miss their ridiculously powerful move that could have hit you in 16 different ways and then translated into a really good situation thereafter for them. Um, so uh, these are all really nice to see. Uh, I, I, how much is it going to actually hit him? I mean, as I've said in the past, it's like it's hard to hit Akuma with any kind of real significance. Um, I'm going to say that he went from a top three character for sure to probably a top five character. I think he's going to fall a few pegs. And, you know, when it comes to Akuma, I'm going to be grateful for just that because it very easily could be that he doesn't fall at all. Um, and, and I should also attend to they said that he's they've given him more on offense, which they have. But there's only one thing that Akuma got with his with his buff, and that's in his heavy DP. The hitbox is is further extended a little bit forward, mm-hmm. and it does uh, 20 more damage than it used to do. Um, so good, but that's I mean it is a buff, but it's not like Akuma's offense didn't get better. Uh, I mean it did, but you know what you what you mean no, when you it, say it that got, kind of a thing. It's like. It, that one move got better, but everything else got worse. Mm-hmm. The, the stuff he's really using got worse. Um, it, not everything, but, you know, a good portion and of it. And characters right? so. that use stuff like Crouching Medium Kick into Fireball, that very specifically got nerfed, that kind of thing. Because if it's a if it's a true block string, if he's close enough and he does it, then you can't V-shift in between. Uh, but if he's doing it from too close, you're going to punish that Fireball recovery. Uh, but if he's doing it from the ranges that he's supposed to be doing, if he goes into that Fireball... People are going to V-Shift react to that. Um, or, or, I mean, maybe not even react. Maybe they'll just uh, do it, and that can be the mind game. But he's going to get punished for doing that kind of a thing a lot more often. So little things like that are going to be not off the table, but nerfed. And and Akuma players and, and anyone that has those kinds of things are going to have to double th- or think twice about doing them more often. And that's good. It adds another layer. It adds more intent to the game. So these are good. I'm happy to see them. I don't know exactly how far they're going to... Or how much they're going to actually resonate when it's when it's applied into the game but I, I can say that his no longer having the ability to switch for free out of the corner that's a big deal and it, I'm, I'm extremely happy to see that finally makes sense uh are you ready to hit the urine how far here? do you think akuma fell uh, I mean, yeah, like I mentioned before, I don't think he's hands down number one. I think he's about, you know, top oh, three. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so yeah, maybe one or so. two spots. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's a significant difference between hands down number one and top three. You know, it's when there's someone clear far above away, shots to Japan, putting Akuma freaking beats or whatever <laughs> crap they did there. Uh, and just so Tokido has his uh, overpowered character so he can win tournaments with it. So, I mean, well, self-serving also plays tier in. list. Yeah, well, uh, we're going to talk about him too, but um, yeah, it's self-serving tier list or BS, man. It's um, and we're going to call that crap out every single time. Uh, it's I do phenom shouts to him, man. Uh, he's like, here's my my Japan style tier list, and, and like he put Alex at S tier. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, dude, I love you so much right now. That is a golden. T- a lot of people see this bull crap. They're like, look, don't don't downplay your own stuff, yeah. man. Like. Put, put some real stuff out there, but enough of Akuma. Let's talk about Urien. Aegis Reflector can no longer be used as a wake-up move if the opponent hits you basically on wake-up. Mm-hmm. It just disappears entirely. That is a significant nerf for a character who is known to have very poor defense. 
Aegis Reflector is a three bar V trigger. Three bar V triggers are tougher to get out than they've ever been before because of V shift. V shift is a great defensive mechanic. Urian sucks on defense and on wake up pressure. There are certain characters like Bison and a few others who can just pressure Urian all day and he has to hold it. His one saving grace was being able to throw out Aegis Reflector on wake up. So you look at this nerf in a vacuum and you go, eh. You look at it in practice and you go, they just made Urian's biggest weakness even weaker. Weaker than it has ever been before. Now he's got V-Shift to make up for it, but he V-Shifts a couple times. He ain't getting Aegis Reflector. So it is a really interesting spot that Urian has been put in here. And I actually think, and we'll get into his other nerfs here, but I will kick it off uh, a little early and just say that I think Urian is significantly worse now. Where he was a top three, top five character somewhere. I think he was a little overrated, but not terribly overrated. He was very good, right? Um, you know, top three, top five is incredible, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think he's more around the top 10, top 15 range. Uh, and time will tell. But right now, gun to my head, that's where I'd call it. Yeah, that. this was interesting because the Aegis change is, is a big deal and it's probably getting the most attention out of any of his changes right now and uh, so I'll start with yes he man if you can get in on Urian and you earn that situation uh, he's got a, a well one of those double-edged sword DPs if you will in his EX headbutt which also got nerfed um, but because uh, you can you can time a media attack and then recover in time for if he wakes up with that and then you can still get a crush counter punish on him when that was really nice but as soon as he got that v trigger stocked it created another option for him on wake up so now he's got all the regular options plus his his uh invincible reversal but then you also had to again like what we were talking about earlier and there was an extra layer naturally added into the aggressor's oki in that they had to consider well what if he wakes up with aegis and i go for a meaty and that aegis is going to be the counter to that it's like you gave Yuri another tool in, in where where the one spot where he was weak and you gave him something for that. It's like, what the heck is that? That's finally gone because if he does that and you do the meaty, you're just going to hit him and the, and the mirror will just disappear, which is, I think, how it should have been from day one, but at least we're here now. That said... As I think about how often I play Urians and the kinds of things that I'm losing to, it's like, that certainly happened to me before, to the point where I very distinctly remember it and can talk about it here on the podcast. But the things that uh, were beating, that I was having a hard time with with Urian were um, that it was few and far between that those situations would come up. Now, I mean, I'm going to be able to put more pressure naturally on him on Wake Up now, but like you said, V-Shift is part of the equation now too. He has another option. And um, I mean... If he's got V-Trigger uh, stocked and ready to go, he could just as soon use that for V-Shift, and uh, that's going to take care of, of a media attack. So it's kind of like you traded one in for the other. But, I mean, what he would get off of a, of a wake-up Aegis is not the same thing that he's going to get off of a successful V-Shift out. So mm, something there. But I don't think that this is actually his most significant change. Uh, what do you think a significant change Definitely is? Definitely having a bigger uh, angle on his air fireball so you can't jump over it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. That's, his, that's like his okay. one buff. <laughs> yeah, you shocked me on that. You, re you had me going there, man. <laughs> that was good. So, uh, so no, what, what you got? Um, so, he, I, I don't know that Urian was hit all that hard. I think it, it's more along the lines of, like, he's kind of just existing more as he should exist. And 
that means he still has really good tools. He just has to use them with more nuance. Kind of what you were saying about Bison earlier with smart yeah. players are still going to be able to make this character work. He still has these advantages. He just doesn't get them for free anymore. So you're going to see the people that were just relying on the training wheels kind of fall apart. And hey, that's a good step. But will this character fall competitively? A little bit, but but not as much as I think people are saying. And, and anyways, um, so one of the things that he lost is five more frames of recovery uh, if he whiffs his EX headbutt, which is basically his DP. And and the reason for this, I think, is because, man, that's a move with a lot of, I mean, it, it, you can crush counter it if it misses, but if that move misses, you should crush counter it. Like that should be a thing mm -hmm. where with what it gets you, it gets him out of his, out of pressure. Uh, you need to be able to punish that consistently. There's a lot of reward that comes with it. It needs to have the appropriate amount of risk. And Man, there were times where Yurin would whiff that if he was just trying to use it kind of like more in the neutral or to, to interrupt something or a jump. You know, you, you jumped up and he did it. You should be able to punish that. And there were plenty of times where you couldn't. Five more frames now, uh, it says you can. And that's really nice to have. Uh, maybe, you know, you're walking around and he whiffs one. You can actually get the punish instead of... Um, you know, getting baited into something because I agree with you that for certain characters that was a huge deal because it's just you know it's I mean, Monat can hit it? everybody from across the whole screen. Well, anyway. actually, she was one of the characters where I mean, I would have Urian with Ex Headbutt, and it was like unless I was in the perfect range and just ready for it, it was hard to to just crush counter it. Right? It's um, it's it's a really big deal. I actually like that just as a quality of life thing. Um, just it makes the match feel more fair, mm -hmm. right? Um, but no, I just I wanted to chime in on that because I know for some people they might be looking at that and going. That makes no difference at all. But if you played a character that struggled with doing that, you really felt it. And and I'm I'm a much needed change. I'm so happy to see it. Um, uh, but it, I think it depends on who you play in terms of how much that impacts. Could you, be right. Yeah. Uh, the other big one is fairly similar. And man, this is one I've been complaining about for forever. So thank you. Capcom. You got it. No, 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 no. You don't. You, I I get to hype you up with this one. This has been like your number one most requested change. I think in Street Fighter Five. Like I, I've like heard season of three. Times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Like because you complained about Rashid more, but this is like it's like they listen to you. Like they they read your article. They listen to the podcast and they're like, you know what? I, I'm shocked the patch notes didn't say Velociraptor. <laughs> knee drop now. <laughs> you know? But anyway, go ahead. I just had to yes, build it up. The right, violence right. knees have been nerfed only on whiff. We'll take it. They're, uh, they used to range, depending on the, the version, there are four versions, right? Light, medium, heavy, and EX. They ranged from being negative uh, 10 all the way up to being negative 14 on whiff. Um, and that was just the heavy version. Uh, <laughs> EX was negative 10. With what this move does for Yuri, and it, it's, he can use it offensively, he can use it to escape the corner, uh, he, uh, all over the place. And uh, and if and if they if you block it, especially the EX version, man, he's just up and he's plus in your face. Like you still got to hold some stuff right thereafter. It carried a ton of reward. And the worst thing about it was it was hard enough to anti-air you like you have to be sitting there ready for it to, to and there have been so many instances of like i'm ready to anti-air and i try and i still get beat out or it trades or something like that but even beyond that if the move completely whiffed he still got out of out of where you should be able to punish his huge sweeping attack with all of these benefits if he doesn't use it precisely and he misses it's like oh well no big deal i'm getting out of here and i can still block you or if you went for a punish that was uh, that leaves you negative guess what i get to hit you now and and that was one of the most frustrating things this is one of the worst balanced moves in terms of risk and reward 
and I don't know that this will be enough. It looks like it's a really good start. I'm very happy to see, and, and we'll see as we play through how often he gets away with murder with these knees now. But there's, uh, most specifically on, on his EX version, there's seven more frames of recovery on whiff. If you block it or you get hit by it, it's the same frame bad as it was before. But at least now, if Urian doesn't use this move with precision, you have seven more frames to punish him for it, and that's really nice. I'm very happy to see that. It should have been the yeah, way it's I, always, it should be this way since day one, but we'll take it now. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? But um, uh, I, I've seen some Uriah players online saying that uh, the knee drop is, the, it, it's reducing some of their setups too. Good. Like the, he had some very specific setups and other things that, that this would work with that just don't work anymore. Uh, you know, seven frames more recovery on EXs, that's a big deal. You know, so um, it's it's quite interesting. I, I like that one uh, as well. This one, I don't think it's as big because it's mostly setup kind of dependent, but um, they made his uh, charge fireball have four more frames uh, of uh, uh, less advantage. Yeah, on he block. can't use it now to to keep you in pressure. He has to use meter to to maintain a plus like a plus two situation there where he used to just get it because he had V skilled stocked and and um, man, Urian did not need that. So <laughs> that was nice to see too. Yeah, for for me with Urian, like I actually wonder if his nerfs aren't as big of a deal as how much of the game is changing around him. I just I just got done talking about how much like rushdown is impacted. Urian's mostly rushing it down. He's hardly ever doing anything else. Uh, and, and now his Aegis Reflector is worse. Um, but also the V-shifting away from a Aegis Reflector is a thing. Like I'm mm -hmm. seeing it. It's like people are just teleporting right out of it. And it's like, what are you going to do? And so It's just I, like a hovering hitbox that you can parry whenever you freaking feel like it, right? Like, like the, the meta, man, if you don't believe that meta is a huge deal, talk to Vega players. <laughs> Vega players <laughs> will, will give you a, a, a freaking novel about how important the meta of the game and where it's going and stuff is. So I, I have Yuri in top 15 right now. If you told me he's even worse, I would not be shocked, but he's just been so good for so long inertia is really a thing in these games. And so, it's, so you think that the V shift is going to really hit him? Uh, well, Aegis Reflectory, uh, from what I'm seeing so far, yeah, it's a big deal. It, it's He's getting hit pretty hard by it, and that's that's his number one tool. Like, it, when you think of Urian, you think of Aegis Reflector, and they just nerfed his number one tool twice, with V-Shift and then on Startup. And I'm going, ooh, like... I, I don't I don't think Urian's trash or anything. I still think he's going to be at worst good and viable, but I I think he I think he might be quite a bit worse. But you know, time will tell. I think he drops around three spots. Wow, and so not that much. All right, not so a ton. Not, we're 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 up against it here for time, so I, I want to get right into him. Let's talk about Rashid. Um, this guy got a solid uh, nerf in in the wall jump, basically being worse and. I can't tell you how many pro players would legitimately back themselves into a corner and just hang out there and just kind of say, like, go ahead and approach me. I'm Rashid. I'm cornered. Who cares? I you're can cornering yourself. Yes, you're, you're potentially doing. cornering yourself. And I've seen a bunch of, pardon me, I, I'm going to flat out say it. I'm not going to say names. I've seen a bunch of pro idiot Rashid players out there just be like, oh, this nerf doesn't matter. I'm like, bull crap. I'm like, wait until you have to deal with the pressure that everyone else has having been dealing with for years in this freaking game i'm not saying rashid's gonna suck but that one nerf like oh I, I i that is one of the most relieved nerfs i've ever seen in my entire life in a fighting game can you describe exactly how it got changed okay so basically the angle that rashid comes down from is very different and he also enters a counter hit state when you hit him out of it and i don't know if you can combo anymore i'm still playing around with that i played myers and, and, and uh, uh against his chun li and i was able to anti-air his jump uh shout out to myers i beat him i beat his chun li myers. Too, so. yeah uh, um but uh anyway um i anti-aired his, his um chun li when she went off the the wall uh and um it looked like she 
kind of entered a state like I almost could juggle her further. Yeah, there's now, a new juggle state for for like just generally across the game where you can get more more marvelly juggle hits. Yeah, so I mean that's a big deal because now Rashid not only is he not getting the advantage on that, he's getting punished harder than he ever has before, and now he's stuck in the corner without a free escape. Uh, you, this is if there's one thing I know about in Street Fighter Five, you do not want to be in the corner in this game. That is death for most characters, not Rashid, uh, and formerly, you know, maybe Zeku and stuff like that. But all these characters got that nerf as far as I can tell. And, and Capcom's like, look, you're going to, they're basically making everyone play by the same set of rules. And I can tell you as not the last place I want to be is in that corner. So, you know, Rashid having to deal with that more than he ever has to before, I think is a significant nerf for him. And I actually would not be shocked if we see people like Gachakun uh, going and playing like Sagat, who I think is much better now. Uh, I think you're going to see a number of people drop Rashid because his privilege is decreased a lot. He's still Rashid. He's still really good. Uh, and, and just, oh, there's a little bit of proof of that. I went to go watch uh, Moki play Rashid. Uh, one of the top Rashid players, shout out to him, a uh, really strong player. He would previously kind of dance in the corner, kind of daring someone to come in on him. I watched a bunch of his footage. He does not do that anymore. He's like, oh, I have to kind of like, you know, play around that. And it's it's a real thing you have to kind of look for. It's hard to spot it. But once you spot it and, and you really pick up on it, you go, oh, man, like this really changes the game for Rashid. So that's kind of like his big nerf to me. And I, I think it's a really nice. I'm so, oh. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> I haven't experienced much Rashid over this entire last year, and I'm not sad about that, but it also means that I, he hasn't really been on my radar that much because, well, I just haven't been suffering through those things, and uh, and, and we haven't had as much you know competitive play to see. So, so he really hasn't been so much on my radar, but he makes it consistently still to like the top of most professional tier lists, even Japan. And, you know, he's still obviously a, a problem. Now, maybe not like he used to be, but this thing in and of itself, like even if Rashid were relatively balanced otherwise, this is stupid corner air thing it's like street fighter 5 has a natural kind of flow where you know you have these certain rules and yes rules can be bent and broken and such but to you you break them at your own peril and, and when you break certain ones it 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 takes away the the foundations of the game and then people don't have anything to like hold on to and appreciate it and and that's a really bad look so there are certain rules you can play with and it's fun there are others that when you give and it's like this this ability to just randomly escape the corner uh akuma had it too it's just like that's not that's not a very digestible thing to put in this particular atmosphere that is Street Fighter V. Mm -hmm. So regardless of how good the character is, I don't think any character should have this. It's like put a Marvel character into the game. It's like no one should play like that. That's not the rules that we really want to play by, and that's not one that you really want to bend because it's not fun when you do that. So I'm very happy. I think they've nerfed this before because it's been a problem since you know, yeah. since day one. Uh, but but now they've, I think, sufficiently nerfed it. And, you know, there are other characters with wall jumps. Zeku's got one. Like you said, Chun-Li's got one. And they haven't been issues like this. You can do wall jumps right, but Rashid's man has just been this thing, and he comes down at this weird angle, and not only is he escaping, but he's hitting you and cornering you, and it just did way too much. So this alone is a is a big deal. And regardless of where Rashid was previously, this is a nice change to have. Yeah, it, it's um, and I I will mention that Capcom seems to really fear V shift impacting uh, impacting Rashid. They they flat out call that out in the comments or the the patch notes, and I haven't seen that being a reality so much yet. So I'm kind of anxious to see. As John was alluding to early on, it's very early for V shift. It's there's so much that can change, and you know let's see where where the technology pendulum and the the FGC kind of swings to in terms of offense and defense really settling in. But 
what I really will advocate for to, to kind of wrap us up on my end is um, go explore the game. Really try to explore the game and realize it's Street Fighter V still at the end of the day, but there's some newness here that's really worth checking out. And if the game has really left a sour taste in your stomach, like explore it very heavily from like being able to zone and do footsies like you never have before. Uh, I'm not saying like just focus entirely on that. It's still Street Fighter V. You better rush down. You better you better get your offense on, right? But there's more of that other stuff than there ever has been, in my opinion. And I think it's worth exploring for a lot of people if you've totally written the game off before. And and B, don't trust everything you're seeing about, you know, V-Shift being a whatever mechanic, uh, like on Twitter and stuff like that. I, I think that your article, uh, I think the way we've talked about it here today, I think is really indicative of what the reality is. And hey, you don't have to listen to me. Go look at IDOM's Twitter feed. Shout out to IDOM because I think he really laid down what V-Shift is and is not. And when you are wanting to see uh, um, really great stuff, you look to the smartest players in the room. Idom is one of the smartest players. So, you know, I, you get stuff wrong, you get stuff right. That happens with everyone. But uh, I really think Idom's on base here. And uh, there it is. Yeah. I, we need to talk about Seth. Like, the, oh, of course. The of biggest course. character. A yeah. lot of people have Seth as the number one or previously had him as the number one and, and has so many just built in kind of privileges. They they weren't necessarily the best things or the best versions of the, of the stuff he was able to do, but they it was just too much. And, and, uh, Relative to the rest of the cast, it's like every, yeah, either everybody needs to have something kind of like this or be at this sort of level or nobody does. But Seth had so much going for him. Um, so so some of the things, uh, death throw, which is just his, his throw, uh, is a little less deadly. Uh, the range is, is uh, reduced, so he can't do as many tick throw setups as, as he could before, which, like, that kind of stuff is just a quality of life thing. It's really good in Street Fighter V, you know? Like, to be able to be up in your face and then make your opponent naturally hold this kind of juggling act and choose the right option, and if they choose the wrong one, ah, Seth hits you, and he's taking you to the corner and, you know, right into stuff. It's like you, you, you don't have as many uh, matter-of-fact options just after a... Um, after a tick anymore and, and I think that's that's just fine because he does still have some and everybody has their little strengths but it's just not like overpowered anymore um, and so it's like you're going to have more opportunities to maybe walk out of his pressure if he, if he does like a, a tick um, you still got to be worried if you're doing that about uh, his low forward but it's it's not as guaranteed that he can tick into throw anymore um, with all of his setup so that's nice to have um, he also uh, the recovery is uh, increased after he throws you so he can't dash up and be minus one because even though he's negative there that was still like you were just guessing after a forward throw his his reward after getting a throw on you was significantly better than most of the rest of the cast if not all of the rest of the cast and he had plenty going for him without that it's like fair enough he's got to think a little bit more in those situations and uh and I, as a seth player not too worried about it that was more than he needed um Forward medium punch. This well, actually, that's his buff. I'll talk about <laughs> the big thing in the room: axe kick. Yes, mm -hmm. axe kick got hit. It has two more frames of of landing recovery, so it used to be negative two. Now it's negative four. Which, um, by the way, that and I think that's on on block, which means uh, it's on standing block, which means that now characters can punish him. Uh, with you know light moves if he does it too close and they block it standing uh, if he blocks if you block it crouching it's also not as bad for you anymore it used to be that if you block it crouching he can be at advantage now he's not going to be at, at least at advantage so it's not this free get in anymore that it used to be um, it's got a um, what is it 
a bigger hurt box and a bigger throw box, so there's a little more risk associated with it. So it's still annoying, but it's not just brain dead. You know, it, it's trimmed up a bit, which I think mm-hmm. is what people wanted. And that's kind of Seth as well. Like Seth can still do a lot of great stuff. He's still got the basic advantages, but like we said before, you're gonna have to do it with a little more tact. You're gonna have to think a little bit more about the things that you're doing. You can't just dial in these situations and usually have it go well for you. You really have to consider what the opponent might do more than you used to. Will this drop Seth drastically on the tier lists? No, but a little oh, less wow. health. You, so you you think uh, just uh, I I don't want to interrupt you too much here. Mm-hmm. You, you don't think that Seth is going to drop because like a lot of people like I know Punk says Seth is overrated. I think you and I kind of feel that Seth is overrated, right? Like before um, uh, in season this past season, I want to call it season five, but it's like ugh, Capcom. Uh, but I, anyway, last season, do you feel like Seth was kind of collectively overrated? I think that people like I get where they're coming from, and there are mm-hmm. certain angles where you could make the argument, but I think that there are more uh, significant angles in just like. I mean, I don't know, man. Everybody had a pocket Seth. And Seth's stuff was so straightforwardly good. Uh, You know, you still have the characters intact and functions the way it used to function. But again, just doesn't have dial-in, here's the good stuff, and it's probably going to work out for me as much. So, but but you can still be precise. You can still use these tools. It's still very much a glass cannon, you know? So it's like the players that were just figuring out the good stuff and dialing it in yeah you're not going to get away with that as much anymore and that's a really good thing but the players that are thoughtful about it and and precise it's like you can still take advantage of seth's good stuff and and that's that's good so yeah it's gonna hurt um both the casual and the competitive so to speak but it's not gonna be this game-changing thing now uh v shift that's that's something to consider too and i think you know Seth's pretty rushed down and uh, I don't know if you really want to V-shift the, uh, like, you know, axe kicks or not. I don't think that that would be all that beneficial, but uh, it, it might do a number on him as well. But I, uh, all that said, I think Seth drops maybe three or four spots, something okay. like that. Wow. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm not really sure what to think about Seth here because uh, that dial-in offense has been so good in Street Fighter V, and Seth was really good at that, right? Uh, and... and uh, so it's hard for me. I, I really think all the rushdown has been collectively nerfed, and I also felt this character did very poorly against zoning. Uh, you and I have a lot of experience against that. Uh, I legitimately feel bad for you when you would play Seth against my Minot after a while. Um, I think that is a terrible matchup for Seth, and all the zoners got better, right? And all the V-shift and other stuff. So this is the one character I'm kind of eyeballing as like, there might be, I think the character is a bit overrated, and then I think the meta and the zoning characters getting all better is really going to throw Seth for a loop. And if you me this character's outside the top 10 now i'm on yeah that that sounds about right to me i think this character is going to drop a lot i kind of hope i'm wrong because i think it's a i think it's a really well designed character it was just too good before like a bit too good not a lot too good just a bit and it seems like they kind of went ham on their nerfs and i'm a little disappointed actually because I, I i i agreed 100 that seth needed nerfs i just don't know if they needed this many nerfs like health stun every i don't want to go over your list because i know you're going to cover this stuff but it's like ouch like really like you did this much to seth it just to me it feels wrong yeah maybe the um the one thing that he did get was that now uh the forward medium punch target combo has been tweaked uh it's been both nerfed and buffed but in a way that i think is perfect i love seeing this change i think this is i have a note here in an all caps beautiful change and what that is is um forward medium punch leads into target combo it's actually a very strong attack uh but it, you can now have a few more frames to confirm it. 
so it's easier to you know toss out there see if it hits and then go into the target combo uh, on the other side though, if you go into the target combo on block, you're even more negative. I think it's minus eight now, and then minus 12 if you do all three hits. And so you're gonna get punished even harder. But what that means is you have to be more precise with it, but you had the ability to be precise with it, and that's fun. It's not just kind of like, I mean, yes, players are able to hit confirm, especially at the highest levels, but it's like, you don't need to lock that behind such an extreme execution gap. That's a really fun thing to do. To successfully hit confirm is a really fun thing. And yes, it should be relatively difficult. But if you have it, maybe, like I've said this before, tweaked a little bit more into the realm of possibility for more players, um, you're going to see more of like what happened with Punk and his hit confirms with Karen. Karen has an easier time hit confirming than almost everybody else in the cast because the type of hit confirm that she does actually has, I think, an extra frame um, to, to react. In, and she moves forward with her follow-up to it so she's going to be able to do it from virtually any range where she's counter hitting or with punishing someone and so it's like karen has the ability to do it now not anyone can do it like punk punk's the only one that's done it his way he's obviously on another level from virtually everybody else that we've seen thus far but you give people the ability to to practice and realize more like that something more like that and like that's a really fun and rewarding thing to do and you can't just toss it out and do it so there's a sense of nuance here this is a fun game to play and i really like seeing this change where it's like yeah there's more there's more risk with it so you have to be precise but you can be precise more people can be precise and uh, and i really like it Oh, very nice. Uh, all right, John, do you got anything more? Any That's final thoughts? That's all I had to say about that. Yeah. All right. Guys, go out there. Try some Street Fighter Five in the future. We're going to be breaking down, hey, how to do more footsies, how to play more neutral, all this other kind of stuff. Uh, for old hats in the FGC, I know that sounds super basic, but we're going to cover this stuff for a lot of people who have started with Street Fighter Five, unfortunately, and don't know a lot of the fundamental stuff. Hey, I'm, I'm running into these people online. I, I want to help out people. That's why I jumped on today. And instead of keeping this information to myself and be like, hey, you know, whatever, I wanted to get out there and get this out to the people. That's what we're, we're trying to do here event hubs don't we can you be worry selfish. snake eyes we're gonna help you level up <laughs> oh my gosh he's gonna kill me he's gonna kill me so much <laughs> all right we better end it there before I, I like snake eyes actually just beats down my door and challenges me right now and just kicks my ass and makes me cry because that's what's coming up next uh <laughs> once again y'all thank you so much for listening and we'll be back with you soon adios Well, guess what, Snake Eyes? I used V-Shift against you, and I kicked your ass. I kicked your ass. And if you don't believe me, check the tapes.